It won't be a republic anymore. Yeah, it's, it's our elections, and you do have the right to speak out and voice your opinion on whether or not you feel like the election was safe and secure or what you had to scrap. All right, so welcome to uh, Panic Attack with Big John live reaction video to Donald Trump's announcement that he is, we assume he's announcing he's going to run for president. Uh, we'll see. Uh, I thought it started at 8. They just said 9 o'clock. Uh, we'll, I'll check here in a minute. But uh, I'm watching Right Side Broadcast Network's live feed from Mar-a-Lago. Remember, like, share, comment, subscribe. Follow me on Getter and Twitter at the real underscore Big John. I take my hat off. Uh, like, share, comment, subscribe. Panic Attack with Big John. Rumble, Getter, or Twitter, Getter, Truth Social. My handle is the same on all of these. It is the real underscore Big John. So follow me there. Get links, comments, posts, memes from those fun places. I'll play uh, this broadcast for another few minutes. And uh, I'm going to look up and see what time he's starting to talk. Because there's, I don't want to react to what they are saying other than to say, yes, the Republican leadership this election cycle was abysmal, to put it nicely. And... They, they dropped the ball on what should have been a red tsunami. Mitch McConnell, Kevin McCarthy, my buddy Doc said a few months ago, they just want a narrow majority and Mitch McConnell doesn't care what happens in the Senate. And we need to be tweeting, emailing, calling our senators and telling them we care what happens in the Senate. We care that Mitch McConnell is not a good leader in the Senate. So if you're not doing that, please do it. Let them know that you feel Mitch McConnell's, I'm trying to adjust something here. Uh, Mitch McConnell's leadership is horrendous and that he needs to go. Giggity, giggity, giggity. He needs to gizzo, as Snoop Diggity Dog would say. Come on. God, trying to get the fucking remote to work for the TV. Split, you feel like everyone's Team DeSantis, even though he hasn't given any indication he's going to run. Team Trump, you've had people say, we need somebody else completely separate. The establishment needs a, you know, someone from the establishment, a uh, Mike Pence, for crying out loud. What are you seeing on social media, and what does that make you feel when you read stuff like that? So much division. I think people want a unified Republican Party. I mean, you see a lot of comments floating around on social media. That's fine. That's great. However, they know what's at stake in our country. And we know who's the proven leader. And we know who the leader of the Republican Party is. And it's President Trump. Right. And so I think when you get uh, out of all that distraction and really get down to the heart of the matter, who's going to deliver? Who's going to make America great again? The guy that already did it once. Yeah. And that's who's going to do uh, do it. So that's what I hear from people. And also, I mean, it's deja vu all over again, it right? Is. I mean, 
establishment. You had the donors, the corporate donors, the media, everything. Everyone was against President Trump. You know why? Because he's effective and he's a true leader of the people. They're terrified of the people. And they're terrified of someone who actually represents them. Wonderful. It's a great night here. I know you're going to be enjoying it behind us. It has very much a, I said earlier, an awards show feel. Everyone's yeah. it's a little, it's classy. Everyone's excited uh, that this is going on. How can people find you on social media? Keep up with what, what not only happened right now, but post this announcement, if there is one now. Uh, we jump, I know it's easy to come to conclusion. How can people follow you? I'm on True Social at Real Liz USA, exclusively there, just like President Trump. I mean, there's no algorithms, there's no funny business, you know, with the Twitter and the rest of Big Tech. And it, it's so much better than these fake news platforms that yeah. suppress you. So that's where I'm at, True it, Social. It, it is amazing, uh, the, the uh, control of information. On, yes. on social media, and, and you, there's a lot of people that are maybe watching us right now that didn't know some of the things that were coming out in the news because they, they're so suppressed. That information is withheld from a lot of people. So go follow Liz on uh, True Social. Thank you so much for joining us, and Absolutely. enjoy the beautiful night that we have here uh, in Mar-a-Lago. This is a, this is a very special place. It's a very special night. Very yeah. historic. All right. Well, let me step aside. We'll bring on Mike Lindell here in just a second as we are making our Mike Lindell. That guy's a nut. Uh, President Trump due to speak at about 9 p.m. local time. Thanks for joining us. And as a reminder, about 8.30, at about 8.30 here uh, local time, we're going to switch over exclusively on Rumble. I want to step in. The great Mike Liddell is now going to join me to talk about and reflect. Um, All right, we'll have a couple okay, minutes of Mike Lindell, was, uh, and then I'll uh, jump off until the big guy over, comes out. And you sent me a message and said, just about every state, just about every race had something going on. Absolutely. They were all machine manipulated. Um, the, uh, you know, you would think that they wouldn't do it right in front of us. But Brian, the way I looked at it, they had nothing to lose. Okay, they had nothing to lose because they were caught. They were caught in 2020. We caught them in the primaries. And this time that we had every camera going, we had uh, not just the Edison report and everything going through, but... Now we have, I actually did, I'll give Carrie Lake for an example, 37,000 votes left on Thursday. Now that's a fact, we got it, we, we, we've got it, it's there, it's a fact to capture, 100% um, of it. We have the UACABA votes that came in for Carrie, uh, and they didn't come in for Carrie, they all came in for Hobbs, you know, Katie Hobbs. Um, this is our military vote, Brian. Okay, we have caught them every which way, and now it's just uh, and oddly enough, there is a commercial for my pillow on the right side of the screen. No judge has ever looked at any of the evidence for any of the elections, Brian. They kicked the can on something called standing. Do you think Carrie Lake might have standing this time around? Perhaps she does. And so, the question that a lot of our viewers are asking right now is so, how is this different? Can we get judges to look at stuff? Yes, I believe they're gonna because it's uh. There was some, with the thing with the machines this time, not just the back end and inside that they cheated, that they never show us, but they if they went, let's call it malfunctions, glitches, what's the other words they use? Um, um, we don't know. Run out of happened. ink, um, ran out of paper. All these errors have occurred, not just in Arizona, across our country. We have like 34 states, and we've got tens of thousands of reports. Not in Ohio. By the way, we have a website, saveaznow.com. That's very important. If you have something in Arizona, save AZ, 
www.nowdotcom, everybody. If you have some brand, they're rolling in. We have over, I think, over 4,000 reports right now, and we just set it up today. Now, think of this. This one lady, most of, the, most of these people, they tried to cure their vote, but they're finding out that in the last three or four elections, which they voted in, they said they didn't vote. That's unbelievable. Curing the vote. It's different this time because it, everybody, whether you're a Democrat or a Republican, you should want these machines gone for one thing because no, you just need a paper trail. On, on my show last night on Lindell TV, we showed four Democrats, Brian. One of them was in Idaho. It was very, it was pretty amazing. I'm gonna wrap him up in a minute. And she woke up and they said, I'm sorry, you lost overnight, you know. And so she's going, you know, I can't believe this. And so it's not just a, you know, this is a machine problem. I've said it before. They go, well, Mike, why would. Why would Republicans do it to Republicans? Well, let me tell you, this shows now that there's machine crime in Okay, it's not the voting machines per se. One, it's the people running them. Some don't know what to do. There's software updates that have to be downloaded that sometimes do not get downloaded. I'm going to turn them way down so you can... It's probably annoying to hear four or three people talk at once. Uh, the machines, they have to have software updates. I'm sorry to say, but some of the people running the machines just don't know how to run them. Uh, and how the hell do you run out of paper? What you need are paper ballots. And what you do is you print before the election, because this is what happened in Arizona. They ran out of ink and they ran out of paper, you, you mandate that the ballots have to be printed ahead of time. And you print either one and a half times or two times the amount of people in that precinct. So that way you have extra ballots in case somebody makes a mistake. All right, you can recycle the ones that aren't used. Uh, I mean, literally send them to a recycler and have them mushed up and turned into new paper. But have the ballots printed before Election Day like we do in Ohio. We use the paper ballots that you fill in the little circle, then you put it into the machine. We don't need to go back to the dumbass old punch card system. Things just have to be run better. Nationwide. Period, point blank, end of sentence. I will return. You ain't going to know that I'm gone because this is recorded, but I'm going to pause. I'm going to wait till 9 o'clock when Trump starts speaking, and then I'll live react and record my reactions and opinions. I hope he announces he's running. Uh, that's what I want. So I'm saying that ahead of time. If he says he's going to step backwards, which I don't think he would put on this huge gala if he was going to step back and anoint other people. But I hope he announces he's running. Or secondly, he's just going to be the anointer of future candidates. But he's going to announce he's running. This guy don't lose. He doesn't like to lose. He's not, he doesn't lose. I'm not a loser. So, all right. Peace out. 
BRB. So with doing this as close to live as I can, as I can, uh, we're probably uh, 27 minutes away from Trump's announcement if he starts on time, and he usually doesn't. Uh, just want us to to say some things. Shit. That isn't one of the one of the things I want to say. Uh, so, Right Side Broadcasting Network, I've been sharing the link to their live stream. They, uh, they get some pretty radical people, including the, the MyPillow guy, and I don't know who this one brunette chick was. Like, a, I think she's like a reporter in the making. Someone's trying to make a name for herself and get out there. She's pretty hot. But there's not going to be a re-vote in Arizona. If Carrie Lake loses and it's announced that she has, it's over. It sucks. It's sad. Uh, she would have been a good governor. I think she needs to run for Senate now. Uh, that that uh, Arizona Senate seat of uh, Kristen Cinema is going to be open uh, for a Republican. Blake Masters should have won the Arizona Senate seat, but the piss poor leadership of Mitch McConnell screwed that up. But anyways, Carrie Lake, yeah, she has to run for something. Uh, now, when this Hobbs woman becomes governor. That creates an opening. And it's possible for Carrie... I don't know what the Arizona rules are, so pardon me. I don't know if it's possible. But she could run for Secretary of State and be in charge of the elections and make election policy and uh, propose election reform legislation to the new Arizona Republican uh, House of Representatives and Senate. Also, uh, I just jotted down, the MyPillow guy is well-meaning, but he's nuts. Now there's a rumor, hey, the hot brunette's back. I, I want to catch her name on Right Side Broadcasting. Sorry, got distracted. Pretty brunette on TV, couldn't help it. Um, it's rumored at this time, <clears throat> That when and if Donald Trump announces he is running for president, tomorrow morning, Ron DeSantis has an event scheduled where he will endorse Donald Trump. Now take that with several grains of salt because that's coming from right side broadcasting. They are not ashamed to say they are biased. But anyways, that's uh, just a few thoughts and opinions while I'm waiting on Trumpy Baby to take stage. Be right back. Or maybe not. The aliens might come get me between now and then. But I'll try to be right back. Now, shut up, idiots. Over to Brian Glenn, who is live at Mar a Lago, where President Trump will be making his big announcement tonight. Over to you, Brian. 
I think I see Trump making his way into the room. There are people with cameras up. Here it comes, Trumpy baby! Ow! Woo! Alright, what's he gonna say? What's he gonna say? Like I said before, if uh, he announces tonight, and it's 99 that he's going to, uh, tomorrow morning, uh, there's a rumor Ron DeSantis will endorse Trump. So that rift is over. Let's hope during this speech, this announcement, that there uh, are no insults. Trump needs to cut it with the name-calling. He's on stage now, walking back and forth. Uh, he needs to talk to people, and present a clear message, and stop with the shenanigans. So we'll see if he does that. Uh, they talked about getting Herschel Walker across the line in the Senate. So we can have a 50-50 tie at least. And that will be good. Uh, Trump will be on the ground for that, assuming he announces a presidential run. Marjorie Taylor Greene and Governor Kemp will be helping Herschel Walker win the Senate runoff. Georgia cannot afford Raphael Warnock. America cannot afford Raphael Warnock. Here's Trump. USA. 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 I'm acting like as if I'm in the room. Well, thank you very much. And on behalf of Melania and myself and our entire family, I want to thank you all for being here tonight. It's a very special occasion and a very special place. You and all of those watching on the heart and soul of this incredible movement, the greatest country in the history the world. It's very simple. There has never been anything like it. This great movement of ours. Never been anything like it, and perhaps there will never be anything like it again. There's never been anything to compete with what we have all done. Amen. It wasn't a campaign, it was a movement. My fellow citizens. America's comeback starts right now. Hell yeah! Make America great. Two years ago when I left office, the United States stood ready for its golden age. Our nation was at the pinnacle of power, prosperity, and prestige. And respect. Power above all rivals, vanquishing all enemies, and striding into the future, confident and so strong. In four short years, everybody was doing great. Men, 
women, African Americans, Asian Americans. Everyone did better under Trump. Everybody was thriving like never before. Amen. There was never a time like this. We turned the page on decades of globalist sellouts and one-sided trade deals, lifted millions out of poverty, and together we built the greatest economy in the history of the world. When the virus hit our shores, I took decisive action and saved lives and the U.S. economy. And by October of the same year, America was roaring back with the number one fastest economic recovery ever recorded. How about that? The poor got richer at a faster rate under Trump than ever before. Was just sit back and watch. <laughs> Inflation was non-existent. Our southern border was by far the strongest ever. And because the border was so tight, drugs were coming into our country at the lowest level in many, many years. Importantly, after decades of rising energy costs, the United States had finally attained the impossible dream of American energy independence, which soon would have turned into energy dominance. For the first time in memory, China was really in back of its heels. You've never seen that before. Because the United States was outdoing them on every single front, and China was Preach it, brother. <laughs> Farmers know that because they got 28 billion of it. No president had ever sought or received one dollar for our country from China until I came along and we were getting hundreds of billions of dollars. Many people think that because of this, China played a very active role in the 2020 election. Just saying, just saying. <laughs> sure that didn't happen. Instead of jobs and factories leaving America for China, they were for the first time ever leaving China for America. Amen. They were. Detroit was coming back. Businesses were pouring back because of our historic tax and regulation cuts, the biggest in both categories in history, bigger even than what Ronald Reagan was able to produce, and he produced a lot. China... Russia, Iran, and North Korea were in check. They respected. They respected the United States, and quite honestly, they respected me. Knew them well. Knew them well. The vicious ISIS caliphate, which no president was able to conquer, was decimated by me and our great warriors. In less than three weeks, an al-Baghdadi, its founder, was hunted down and killed. North Korea had not launched... North Korea had not launched a single long-range missile since my summit with Chairman Kim Jong-un nearly three years before we developed a relationship. And that's a good thing, not a bad thing. It's a good thing. Very good thing, actually. So look at what's happening today. My opponents made me out to be a warmonger and just a terrible person who would immediately go into war. They said during the 2016 campaign that if he becomes president, 
There will never be a war within weeks. And we will have wars like you've never seen before. It will happen immediately. And yet, I've gone decades, decades without a war, the first president to do it for that long a period. Four years, no new wars is what he meant. The world was at peace. America was prospering. And our country was on track for an amazing future because I made big promises to the American people that unlike other presidents, I kept my promises. I kept them. Preach it. Keep it 100, dog. Economic prosperity and world peace. That was four years of Donald Trump. We get one minute of Joe Biden. We're at war and our economy's in the pooper. Thank you very much. Under our leadership, we were a great and glorious nation, something you haven't heard for quite a long period of time. We were a strong nation, and importantly, we were a free nation. But now we are a nation in decline. We're yep. a failing nation. For millions of Americans, the past two years under Joe Biden have been a time of pain, hardship, anxiety, and despair. As we speak, inflation is the highest in over 50 years. Gas prices have reached the highest levels in history and expect them to go much higher now that the strategic national reserves, which I filled up, have been virtually drained in order to keep gasoline prices lower just prior to the election. Artificially lower. intentionally surrendered our energy independence. There is no longer even a thought of dominance. And we are now begging for energy help from foreign nations, many of whom find us detestable. Our southern border has been erased, and our country is being invaded by millions and millions of unknown people, many of whom are entering for a very bad and sinister reason. Terrorist. That reason is. We will be paying a big price for this invasion into our country for years to come. Hundreds of thousands of pounds of deadly drugs, including very lethal fentanyl, are flooding across the now open and totally porous southern border. The blood-soaked streets of our once great cities are cesspools of violent crimes, which are being watched all over the world. Human shit and drug needles. This is what America and democracy is really all about. How sad. The United States has been embarrassed, humiliated, and weakened for all to see. The disasters in Afghanistan, perhaps the most embarrassing moment in the history of our country, where we lost lives, left Americans behind, and surrendered $85 billion worth of the finest military equipment anywhere in the world. And billions of dollars in cash on pallets. Or something. And even the Democrats admit that. That's something I've seen them admit over and over again. But our enemies are speaking of us with scorn and laughter and derision because of those two events, but there are many more 
even just today, a missile was sent in probably by Russia to Poland, 50 miles into Poland. People are going absolutely wild and crazy, and they're not happy. They're very, very angry. Now we have a president who falls asleep at global conferences, was held in contempt by the British Parliament over Afghanistan, thanks to the words of wisdom, he said thank you to the wrong country for inviting him to a major summit on the environment of all things. They fly for days to get there, and then he calls the country a name that was actually a country on another continent. <laughs> and he's leading us to the brink of nuclear war, a concept unimaginable just two short years ago. You cannot mention the nuclear war. It's too devastating. The Green New Deal and the environment, which they say may affect us in 300 years, is all that is talked about. And yet nuclear weapons, which would destroy the world immediately, are never even discussed as a major threat. Can you imagine? They say the ocean will rise one-eighth of an inch over the next 200 to 300 years. But don't worry about nuclear weapons that can take out entire countries with one shot. Something is wrong with their thinking. Under Biden and the radical Democrats, America has been mocked, derided, and brought to its knees, perhaps like never before. But we are here tonight to declare that it does not have to be this way. It does not have to be this way. Two years ago, we were a great nation, and soon we will be a great nation again. 74 million votes, baby! The decline of America is being forced upon us by Biden and the radical left lunatics running our government right into the ground. This decline is not a fate we must accept. When given the choice, boldly, clearly, and directly, I believe the American people will overwhelmingly reject the left's platform of national ruin, and they will embrace our platform of national greatness and glory to America. Glory. Glory, glory, hallelujah. Exactly one week ago, our citizens voted in the important midterm elections. And despite a ridiculously long and unnecessary period of waiting, far longer, in fact, than any third world country, just a short time ago, the Republicans won back control of the House of Representatives. And it was with a great Trump-endorsed candidate, Congressman-elect Kevin Kiley, who is a fantastic person, a fantastic person. I'm very happy it was his vote that did it. But we, so we now went back. This happened just an hour ago. Much criticism is being placed on the fact that the Republican Party should have done better, and frankly, much of this blame is correct. 
but the citizens of our country have not yet realized the full extent and gravity of the pain our nation is going through, and the total effect of the suffering is just starting to take hold. They don't quite feel it yet, but they will very soon. I have no doubt that by 2024, it will sadly be much worse, and they will see much more clearly what happened and what is happening to our country, and the voting will be much different. 20 are you getting ready? I'm ready, baby. Trumpy baby. Ow! And I am too. I am too. I do want to point out that in the midterms, my endorsement success rate was. 232 wins and only 22 losses. You don't hear that from the media. And this is an elegant night and an elegant press place. And I'm not going to use the term fake news media. All right. He's toning down the rhetoric. Okay, we're going to keep it very elegant. But you don't hear that from the media. But I think you will because people are starting to see what happened. That's some score. And in the primaries, it was 98.6%. But they were still trying to blame me. And the reason for the success and that unprecedented success rate is that the Trump administration changed our nation on trade, on securing the border with the strongest, safest border ever in the history of our country, on Islamic terrorism. We had practically just about, not that I can think of, no Islamic attacks, terrorist attacks during the Trump administration. And in fact, we got along very well with the various countries, including coming up with the Abraham Accords. It's a great thing, the Abraham Accords. But it's because of cutting taxes and cutting regulations at the highest level ever and by building the greatest economy any time in the history of the world there's never been an economy like we had just two years ago. Despite the outcome in the Senate, we cannot lose hope. And we must all work very hard for a gentleman and a great person named Herschel Walker, a fabulous human being who loves our country and will be a great United States Senator. Herschel Walker, get out and vote for Herschel, and he deserves it. He was an incredible athlete. He'll be an even better senator. Get out and vote for Herschel Walker. We elected a group of incredibly talented America First leaders who will be stars of our party for many years to come. In the popular vote, another thing that's not discussed for the House, we must remember that Republicans won Five million more votes, the largest margin in many, many years over the Democrats. Five million more votes, that's a big thing. Breaking the radical Democrats' grip on Congress was crucial. So in other words, because of our great congressmen and all of our great congressmen and congresswomen, we have taken over Congress, Nancy Pelosi, has been fired. Is it? No, 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 no. Goodbye, Nancy.
I told them, I said, if you just keep a little bit lower standard, you're going to have a big victory. They said, let's win by 40 seats. Let's win by 50. I said, if you win by two seats, be happy. But she's on her way to a... It froze. Come on, Rumble. Get your shit together. The country right now, she's been fired. We always have known that You're this was not the end. It was only the beginning of our fight to rescue the American dream. And it's a word you don't use. Two words. I don't want to be Joe. That's two words. American dream. <laughs> that was not good what he did. There were a lot of bad things like going to the state of Florida. I really love it. In order to make America great and glorious again, I am tonight announcing my candidacy for President of the United States. Amen, baby. 920, 9.22 p.m. Trump announces he's running for president officially. There you are, babies. friends and family here tonight. It's such a beautiful thing. It's, some people say, how do you speak before so many people all the time? If, when there's love in the room, it's really easy. If you want to know. A lot of love. A lot of love. <laughs> Together we will be taking on the most corrupt forces and entrenched interests imaginable. Our country is in a horrible state. We're in grave trouble. This is not a task for a politician or a conventional candidate. This is a task for a great movement that embodies the courage, confidence, and the spirit of the American people. This We're is, all in it together. This is not for any one individual. This is a job for tens of millions of proud people working together from all across the land and from all walks of life, young and old, black and white, Hispanic and Asian, many of whom we have brought together for the very, very first time. If you look at the numbers, if you look at what's happened with Hispanic, with African American, with Asian, and just look at what's happening. This is a party that has become much bigger, much stronger, much more powerful, it can do much more good for our country. This is a job for grandmothers and construction workers, firefighters, builders, teachers, doctors, and farmers who cannot stay quiet any longer. You can't stay quiet any longer. Farmers. About what's happening to our country. Our country is being destroyed before your very eyes. They're destroying us from within. It's a job for every aspiring young person and every hardworking parent, for every entrepreneur and underappreciated police officer who is ready to shout for safety in America the police are being treated so badly. These are great people. They can straighten out the crime. They're the ones that know how to do it. We have to give them back their respect and their dignity. This will not be my campaign. This will be our campaign altogether. Because the only force strong enough to defeat the massive corruption we're up against is you, the American people. 
China. The media called it the Wuhan flu. Voice of the voiceless. Voice of the silent majority. Corridors. Corridors of power. So from now until election day in 2024, which will come very quickly, I will fight like no one has ever fought before. We will defeat the radical left Democrats that are trying to destroy our country from within and likewise protect us all. We want to protect us. We have to be protected from all of those nations out there that are looking to destroy us from beyond our shores. There are lots of nations that hate us bravely. And that's the problem when they look at us in disarray like we are right now, when we go to them begging for oil and we have more liquid gold under our feet than they have or any other nation has, and we don't use it because we're going to them. It's crazy what's happening. We can't let it continue. Joe Biden is the face of left-wing failure and Washington corruption. He had a big G20 dinner tonight. Everybody flew over to wherever they flew over, and guess what? He never showed up. They're still looking for him. What's going on? 
G20, I used to love that, the leaders. I used to make deals for our country like you wouldn't believe. It was one, give me the next one, give me that next one. And we got them to stop taking advantage of our country, that every nation took advantage of our country. We renegotiated deals with Mexico, Canada, USMCA. We got rid of the worst trade deal ever made. Ever made, NAFTA, the worst trade deal ever made. That's why the farmers love Trump, because we did a great job, but manufacturers also. And we did a deal, we restructured, we restructured our terrible deal with, terrible deal with Japan, and I did it with Prime Minister Abe, a great man, who unfortunately, it's so sad, he was a great friend of mine, but a great man, loved his country so much, but we restructured, made it a really terrific deal, and with South Korea and so many other countries, and the best of all was what we did to China. Uh, we made an incredible deal, but after COVID, I don't even bother talking about it because the devastation that that caused for the entire world was too much to bear. I will ensure that Joe Biden does not receive four more years in 2020. Can't do it. Our country could not take that. And I say that not in laughter, I say that in tears. Our country could not take four more years. It can only take so much. It's all very fragile to start off with. It can only take so much. In 2020, I received the largest number of votes of any sitting president in history by a lot. 74 million. But again, but with even more votes this time. 80 million this time. Many have noted that huge gains we have made with Latino voters, and I believe we will set even greater records with this crucial vote in 2024. The Hispanic voter, the Latino voter has been unbelievable. Great people, very entrepreneurial people, and they want security. And everyone thought when I did the wall, I built the wall, and they thought, oh, that would hurt me with the Hispanic vote. No, it helped me because they understood. They wanted safety, they wanted security, they, and they understood the border better than anybody else. So they were amazed that we started that trend and now we're continuing with that trend. We look at what we've done in Florida, what everybody's doing now in Florida and Texas, along the border in Texas, what every single community, I want every single community, Governor of Texas Paul, great gentleman, just got reelected, and uh, he said to me, I'd like to talk to you for a second. Well, he said, you've done something that nobody else has done. You've won every single area along the border the longest since Reconstruction. I said, Reconstruction? I guess you call that the Civil War? That's what I call it? That's what I call it. Governor Abbott, very good man, and he's working hard, but it's horrible because what's happening is they're just sending hundreds of thousands of people right through his state, right through Arizona, right through all of the states. What's happening is all of the states. We can't have it anymore. This campaign will be about issues, vision, and success. And we will not stop. We will not quit until we've achieved the highest goals and made our country greater than it has ever been before. We can do that. We can do it. Make America great again, babies. Our victory will be built upon big ideas, bold ambitions, and daring dreams for America's future. We need daring dreams. It is not enough merely to complain or oppose. We don't want to be critics. We don't want to be complainers. I never wanted to be a critic. I never respected critics. They tell people what's wrong, but they can't do it themselves. We will win because we will fight 
with every measure of our strength and with every ounce of our energy to lift up the working men and working women of America and to restore the fabric of this nation. The radical left Democrats have embraced an extreme ideology of government domination and control. Our approach is the opposite, one based on freedom, values, individual responsibility, and just plain common sense. It's common sense. In two years, the Biden administration has destroyed the U.S. economy. Just destroyed it. With victory, we will again build the greatest economy ever. It will take place quickly. We will build the greatest economy ever. And if you remember, I did it twice. I did it before COVID and then handed off something where the stock market was higher than just prior to COVID coming in. And we did it twice and we will do it again, but this time we'll do it bigger, stronger, better than anybody can even imagine. Ooh, Nelly. Bigger, stronger, better. Kind of like and me. One of the beautiful things of the pause, if there is such a thing, is a beautiful thing. One of the, the important factors of the pause is that we see how bad they've done. So we will be able to do it properly, and it will be much easier. Everybody will agree with us, because everybody sees what a bad job has been done during this two-year period, and it will be a four-year period. Everybody sees that. It will be much easier for us to do what has to be done. We will immediately tackle inflation and bring down to a level that it was, you know, we were at zero, but actually the best number is 1%. Do you know that? You don't want it really zero, but we we were at zero. We actually got it to exactly 1%, the perfect number. One thing every economist agrees, don't have it to have it like at 1%. They even say one to two, but I said, listen to one. And we had it at 1%, and we had it there for a long period of time, and we had the value of the dollar, we had it so that this country could make a lot of money. And I fought other countries where they devalued their dollar, they devalued their currency, whether it was the pound, or whether it was the yuan, or the yen. And I used to fight like cats and dogs with the leaders of other countries because they were stealing from us when they did that. They had artificial devaluations of their currency. It's a very important thing. I haven't even heard it mentioned in two years. It's a very important thing. It's very hard for us to compete when they do that artificially. And they had to pay a big price when they did it. And they never really did it for very long. I said, we're not going to do business with you anymore as a country. And they believed me. And they let it go back up. Instead of putting America last, as the Biden administration has done very, very openly and bravely, because I can't imagine saying, let's put America last. I think it takes courage. We will again put America first. Every policy. Thank you very much. We do love our country, isn't it? That's why we're here. I didn't need this. I had a very nice, easy life.
This is something I didn't need, and a lot of you people don't need either, but we love our country, and we have to take care of our country. We have to save our country. Every policy must be geared toward that which supports the American worker, the American family, and businesses, both large and small, and allows our country to compete with other nations on a very level playing field, which we never had until I came along and the Trump administration came along and now we're losing it. They're moving back into China, they're moving back into these other countries, it's horrible. That means low taxes, low regulations, and fair trade, much of which I've already completed, but now will even greatly enhance. Other countries should pay for the privilege of coming into the American marketplace. They have to pay to come into our country and make all of that money, take it away from us. And thanks to the Trump administration, still the best and the biggest country in the world is what we have. We have the best and the biggest. If you remember, for many years, you can look in your projection books, China was going to take over from us as the largest economy in the world in 2018 or 2019. I said, I don't like that timing. And I was with President Xi, who's now president for life. I called him king. He said, no, no, I'm not the king. I said, yes, you are the king. You're president for life. It's the same thing. But I said, president, president, you can't do these things. You can't remember they had China 25. That means China was going to take over virtually the whole world economy by 25. I said, that's not a nice sign. I don't want that sign. They took it down. They took down the whole slogan. Probably will be coming back at some point in the near future. But I found it very insulting. I said, I find that very insulting. On day one, we will end Joe Biden's war on American energy. And you will see, when that happens, you will see energy costs come down. And because energy is so big and so important, you will see inflation dropping, 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 dropping. You will see it come down. It's a thing of beauty. And you wouldn't think it's that complicated. Now, what has been complicated a little bit is what's happened to so many other things. I believe originally started by this energy disaster. We were $1.87 a gallon for gasoline, and now it's hitting five, six, seven, and even eight dollars, and it's going to go really bad. The socialist disaster known as the Green New Deal, which is destroying our country, and the many crippling regulations that it has spawned, will be immediately terminated so that our country can again breathe and grow and thrive like it should. very, very much hurting our country. Germany tried it, you know, Germany tried it. They were up for about a year. Remember I said to Angela, remember Angela? Do you remember Angela? Nobody's remembering her now. Angela Merkel, I sent her a white flag of surrender. She said, but why, but why do you send this to me, Donald? I said, Angela, I sent it to you because this is a flag of surrender. You're getting 78% of your energy from Russia. And when that happens, history has proven that it's not good for Germany. Just take a look over the last 150 years. It hasn't been good. What I didn't know would take place so fast. And Germany closed, as you know, all of its coal power plants and its nuclear plants. They closed everything. And now they're building coal plants. 
and they're building them fast. And China's building a coal plant every week. Every week they open up another, and then they talk about all over the world. All of the things that they do environmentally, they're watching us die with a Green New Deal, with our windmills and with our solar that doesn't have the power to fire up our great factories and our great plants. They are watching us die and they're laughing as it happens. Remember, economic security is national security. And that's what it is. We need economic security. That is why we will launch an all-out campaign to eliminate America's dependence on China. We will bring our supply chains, which are a disaster right now. You can't get anything, and good luck getting a turkey for Thanksgiving. Number one, you won't get it, and if you do, you're going to pay three to four times more than you paid last year. But we will bring our supply chains and manufacturing base back home as we were strongly doing during the Trump administration, and we will systematically bring back wealth, health, and success to the American middle class and to America itself. Please. Yeah, please sit down. I feel so guilty having you stand. No. Now you've been standing for a while. For the whole event. I feel very guilty. I don't want that to happen. To every worker and family struggling to survive in the Biden economy with inflation destroying your family and your life, this campaign will be for you. Help is on the way. Joe Biden has abolished America's borders. We are going to restore and secure America's borders just like we had them before, best ever. We built the wall. And now we will add to it. Now we built the wall, we completed the wall, and then we said, let's do more. And we did a lot more. And as we were doing it, we had an election that came up. And when they came in, they had three more weeks to complete the additions to the wall, which would have been great. And they said, no, no, we're not going to do that. And that's when I realized that they actually want to have this disaster known as open borders. Hard to believe, isn't it? But one of the reasons we had so much success at the border was because of the fact that two things. We got Mexico to give us free of charge, 28,000 soldiers. That helps. And uh, the president of Mexico is a great gentleman, by the way. Socialist, but that's okay. He can't have everything. But he's a great man and a great friend of mine. But 28,000 soldiers while we were building the wall. And then when the wall was finished, that's how we set all these records. We have records that nobody can even compete with right now, uh, it's a disaster. I believe it's 10 million people coming in, not three or four million people. They're pouring into our country. We have no idea who they are and where they come from. We have no idea what's happening to our country. We're being poisoned. Within moments of my inauguration, catch and release will be gone forever. Remain in Mexico. Remain in Mexico, which was so important. Everybody came in here, they remained here, and they never left. You couldn't get them, you couldn't find them. I had a policy, remain in Mexico. And if you think it was easy for me to get the president of Mexico to agree to that, it wasn't. But we got it. And they terminated it, can you believe? So now they come in here, they stay, and we have no idea where they are. They get lost. And it's very dangerous for our country. And again, I'll say, we're going to pay a big price someday for what they're doing. We will begin the process of safely removing the illegal alien criminals that have been unlawfully allowed into our country. We have no choice. We have no choice.
And in restoring border security, we will stop the flow of deadly drugs and horrible human trafficking, which both have been set upon us like never before. The human trafficking, you think of it as an ancient thing. It's not ancient because of the internet. Human trafficking is worse than it's ever been in history. It's slavery. We stop them at the southern border, which is the number one port all over the world, the southern border. So much comes through the southern border. Number one port, and we stopped them, and now it's at levels that are many, many, many times what it was just two years ago. Biden and the radical left had let loose some, this total breakdown of law and order. It was a total breakdown of law and order. I will restore public safety in American cities and other communities that need our help. And if they don't want our help, we're going to insist that they take our help this time. <laughs> As you know, the Democrat governors, these are all Democrat cities. The governors and mayors are supposed to ask for the help, and they would never ask for the help. And yet people are being shot and killed at random like nobody's ever seen before. And we sent in the National Guard in Minneapolis and in other places. In Seattle, we went and we were, uh, we were getting ready to go. And they took over part of the city, and the governors... The Democrats don't want to ever ask to do anything because they don't want to shake things up. In the meantime, the cities are rotting. and They are indeed cesspools of blood. So we're going to go and help them even if they don't want the help. We will give our police back their authority, resources, power, legal protection, and we will give them back their respect. They're great people. And I will immediately launch a no-holds-barred national campaign to dismantle the gangs and clean out the nests of organized street crime. New York, Detroit, Chicago, L.A., you know, the worst, Portland, the worst, Seattle. The worst gangs are MS-13 under the Barack Hussein Obama administration. They were unable to take them out because their countries where they came from wouldn't take them. And I learned about that in my first day, I actually say. But I learned about it, and I said, which countries? And it was Honduras and Guatemala. It was El Salvador and some others. And I said, how much do we pay them? Sir, you pay them $750 million a year. That's a lot of money. I said, all right, stop payment. We're not paying them anymore. Because they wouldn't accept them. They would put planes on the runway. So when our plane would come out with these gang members from MS-13, the plane couldn't land because other planes were on the runway. The buses weren't allowed to get through their borders because they had stronger borders than we did by far. They had borders. <laughs> we had borders. They had borders. Other countries that we defend have borders. We defend other countries' borders, but we don't defend our own. But these countries, and I got to know all of the presidents, prime ministers. I got to know them all. And I said, all right, stop payment of the $750 million a year. They won't take them. And you could not get anybody back in because they sent them out. They didn't just come out. They sent them out. They don't want the bad ones. They want to keep their good ones. They don't want the bad ones. These are gang members that will kill, and they like using knives because a knife is more painful than a gun. We've read the stories. MS-13, these are savages. They say, please don't use that name. They're people. No, they're not. These are savages. And so we went along, and I said, stop payment of the $750 million. And I get a call the next morning from the presidents of every country that we're talking about. Sir, there seems to be a misunderstanding. What's the problem? We say, is there anything we can do? Yeah, you're not taking your MS-13 gang members back that you said to us in the caravans. I love the name I came up with. It. I love the name. 
the caravans, thousands and thousands of people. And in those caravans, you have some rough, rough people. They said, you're not taking them back. Well, we didn't know that this was a problem, sir. Is there anything we can do? I said, yeah, take them back. We would be glad to take them back, sir. They took them back. I still didn't give them the 750, but that's all. And by the way, now Biden wants to give them $4 billion. They were happy with 750, and now they want to give them $4 billion. Somebody someday is going to explain that one to me. It actually makes you rage with anger when you hear that. They wanted 750 so badly, and now they're getting $4 billion. We will wage war upon the cartels and stop the fentanyl and deadly drugs from killing 200,000 Americans per year. And I will ask Congress for legislation ensuring that drug dealers and human traffickers, these are terrible, terrible, horrible people who are responsible for death, carnage, and crime all over our country. Every drug dealer during his or her life on average, will kill 500 people with the drugs they sell, not to mention the destruction of families. But we're going to be asking everyone who sells drugs, gets caught selling drugs, to receive the death penalty for their heinous acts, because it's the only way. We don't need any more blue ribbon Committees, we don't need, I don't like to say this, and I don't even know if the American public is ready for it, and a lot of my people say, please don't say that, sir, that's not nice. They kill 500 people each on average, and if you don't do this, in China, when I was with President Xi, I said, President, you have a drug problem. No, 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 we don't. He looked at me like I didn't know what I was doing. He said, uh, no, we don't have a drug. How come you don't have a drug problem? He said, quick trial. What is a quick trial? Quick, I sort of do. What is a quick trial? That's where if you get caught dealing drugs, you have an immediate and quick trial. And by the end of the day, you're executed. That's a terrible thing. But they have no drug problem. The only drug problem they have is they make the fentanyl that comes into our country. And I had him stopping it. And then, when I was gone, nobody ever mentioned it to him again. We were stopping it. That was way down, that number. But they sent it in. But they don't have a drug problem. Uh, other countries, like Singapore, has no drug problem. No drug. You ask them, they don't even know what you're talking about when they say drug problem. They don't even know what you're talking about. They have no drug problem. Now, why should they sell there and risk their lives every time they sell? When they can come to the United States and nobody even cares they can do whatever they want to do and become rich. It's a disgrace. So if you want to get rid of that and also bring down your level of crime, probably 75 or 80 percent, that's the only answer. No more blue ribbon. I refuse to create them anymore. They were just a joke. It was New York people wanting to be on a committee for publicity reasons. No, no more blue ribbon committees. That's the only way you're going to solve the problem. And I hope politicians are listening because they should do it quickly. Joe Biden has also proven that he is committed to indoctrinating our children, even using the Department of Justice against parents who object. It's a terrible thing that's happened. It's so sad what's happening. When I'm in the White House, our schools will cease pushing critical race theory as they were.
radical sinners and gender insanity. Or if they do that, they will lose all federal funding, but we'll get them to stay. And I will be the president who finally fixes education in America. We were doing great. We were doing, we were starting to really get it right. We will not let men, as an example, participate in women's sports. Is that okay? No, no men. No men. Right. Support women. Support women's sports. My people tell me, sir, that's politically incorrect to say. I said, that's okay, I'll say it anyway, if you don't mind. <laughs> we've, had, we've had tremendous, Oof. tremendous problems. Yarning. And you know, it's very unfair to women, just very, very unfair. We will defend the rights of parents, and we will defend the family as the center of American life. But who would think, standing up here, 10 years ago, 15 years ago, that a politician, and I don't like to think of myself as a politician, but I guess that's what I am. I hate that thought. <laughs> that a politician would be up saying, we will defend parental rights. Of course you're going to defend it. Who would think that we even have to mention this? Who would think it even should be a subject to be talked about? We have to defend parental rights. Can you believe this? As commander-in-chief, I will get Biden's radical left ideology out of our military, and I did. I did. And in the first day, they put it back. They signed an executive order, and they put it back. It was gone. We will abolish every Biden COVID mandate and rehire every patriot who was fired from our military with an apology and full back pay. Thank you. And they deserve an apology, and they deserve full back pay, and they'll get it. And unlike Biden possibly getting us into World War III, which could seriously happen, mm. I will keep America out of foolish and unnecessary foreign wars, just as I did for four straight years. We will again have peace through strength. That's all it is. As events overseas have shown to protect our people from the unthinkable threat of nuclear weapons and hypersonic missiles, the United States must also build a state-of-the-art next-generation missile defense shield. We need it. The power of these missiles and the power of a word that I refuse to say, nuclear. We you just to, said it. We need a defense shield, and we have to do it. And we actually have the technology, and we're going to build it. Just as I rebuilt our military, I will get this done. I rebuilt our entire military, which nobody talks about. When I got there, we had jet fighters that were 48 years old. We had bombers that were 60 years old. We had bombers where their grandfathers flew them when they were new. And now the grandchild is flying the bomber, but not anymore. But as I have said before, the greatest threats to our civilization are not from abroad, but from within. None is greater than the weaponization of the justice system, the FBI, and the DOJ. We must conduct a top-to-bottom overhaul to clean out the festering clean house. corruption of Washington, D.C.
and I'm a victim, I will tell you. I'm a victim. Think of it. Uh, the FBI offered $1 million to Christopher Steele, who wrote the fake dossier, if he will lie and say that the fake dossier was true. And he refused to do it, so it had to be really fake. <laughs> and then they hired somebody, Yemchenko, for $200,000 a year to focus on Trump and to get Trump and other things including the raid of a very beautiful house that sits right here. Raid of Mar-a-Lago, think of it. And I said, why didn't you raid Bush's place? Why didn't you raid Clinton? 32,000 emails. Why didn't you raid Clinton's place? Why didn't you do Obama, who took a lot of things with him? We will dismantle the deep state and restore government by the people. Too many embedded bureaucrats out for their own interests. The I will push for a constitutional amendment to oppose term limits on members of Congress. It's time. It's time. I don't know about that. Then the lobbyists will run the town even and more. I will ask for a permanent ban on taxpayer funding of campaigns. A lifetime ban on lobbying by former members of Congress and cabinet. And former members of the military going to work for defense contractors. Now I see what they make. They leave the White House or they leave Congress and they pay millions and millions and millions of dollars a year. No, you have to have a ban. We want a ban on members of Congress getting rich by trading stocks with insider information. Yes. And many of our great members agree with that. They actually agree with that. And of course, we will do whatever it takes to bring back honesty, confidence, and trust in our elections. To eliminate cheating, I will immediately demand voter ID, same-day voting, and only paper ballots. just had an election, 36 million people voted. It was all done by 10 o'clock in the evening, no complaints. <laughs> you had a winner, you had a loser. The loser went home, and the winner, it's a friend of mine, nice guy. But he was happy, but there was no complaints. And if there is a complaint, you check it out, and you can fix it very easily. You can find out what's going on now. Paper ballots, same-day voting, voter ID, so simple. And, and... We want all votes counted by election night. It's not that hard. Ohio did it. Florida does it. Texas does it. They spend all of the money for machines and all of this stuff, and they end up two weeks later, three weeks later. By that time, everyone forgot there was even an election. It's horrible. And this doesn't happen. I said it before. It doesn't happen in third world countries. They do better than we do. It's horrible what's happening with our election and election process. And I'll get that job done. That's a very personal job for me. I take that very personally. 
But this is just the beginning of our national greatness agenda, and that's what we call a national greatness agenda, because our country can be greater than it ever was. Our country was great. Our country's not great anymore. Our country's a laughing stock right now. But our country can be greater than it ever was before, by a lot. There will be more, much more to come in the months ahead. There are so many things we can do. Many of them are not even hard to implement. The journey ahead of us will not be easy. Anyone who truly seeks to take on this rigged and corrupt system will be faced with a storm of fire that only a few could understand. It is a corrupt right? system. I happen to have some children at the first row. They, they understand. In fact, my one boy, stand up, Eric. I think he got more subpoenas than any man in the history of our country. So unfair. Al Capone, you all heard of the great gangster? Al Capone got far less. Billy the Kid got almost done. Mm -hmm. Jesse James, no. Eric Trump got more subpoenas. He's, he's a PhD in subpoenas. They come from Congress. They... And I appreciate the job you do and the abuse that you've taken. I really do. She says, they do love her. I go home and she says, you look angry and upset. I say, just leave me alone. I got it. Hasn't been the easiest thing, but she's been a great first lady and people love her. We will be resisted by the combined forces of the establishment, the media, the special interests, the homeless, the Marxist radicals, the woke corporations, the weaponized power of the federal government, the colossal political machines, the tidal wave of dark money and the most dangerous domestic censorship system ever created by man or woman, the most dangerous system we've ever had. We will be attacked, we will be slandered, we will be persecuted just as I have been. I mean, I have been, but many people in this room have been. But we will not be intimidated, we will persevere, we will stand tall in the storm, we will march forward into the torrent, and we, in the end, will win. Our country will win, we will win. My fellow Americans, we will join together and reverse this staggering American decline, and it is staggering indeed, and we will again restore the spirit of our nation. And then we must build and 
raise up a legacy that will stand without equal in the entire history of the world. With your help, we will create communities where our children will grow up safe and strong, and a nation where they will grow up free, prosperous, and well. We will reestablish the principles of hard work and merit and end the scourge of homelessness that is plaguing our beleaguered Democrat-run cities. We will heal our divisions and bring our people back together through incredible success. We will defend life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. We will expand the frontiers of human knowledge and extend the horizons of human achievement. And we will plant our beautiful American flag very soon on the surface of Mars, which I got started. But we need everyone involved. We need everyone's help. We need to look out for one another. We need to be friends. And we need every patriot on board. Because this is not just a campaign. This is a quest to save our country. Talking about saving our country. Thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. I am asking for your vote. I am asking for your support. And I am asking for your friendship and your prayers and this very incredible but dangerous journey. If our movement remains united and confident, then we will shatter the forces of tyranny and we will unleash the glories of liberty for ourselves and for our children and for generations yet to come. America's golden age is just ahead. And together, we will make America powerful again. MAPA. We will make America wealthy again. We will make America strong again. We will make America proud again. We will make America safe again. We will make America glorious again. And we will make America great again. Thank you very much. God bless you all. Thank you. Melania looks hot. She's wearing like a polka dot shirt and a white skirt. Very down to earth. Oh, white dress pants. Man, skirt or dress pants? I can't tell. That was great. Great, great, wonderful. Huge. Huge. Awesome. Well, I'll play the music while I'm talking. So, to recap the highlights, and then I'll get out of here. Uh,
China is opening a coal factory every week all over the world, not just in their country, around the world. They're making other countries dependent on Chinese energy, and they're using Chinese workers to build and run these plants uh, once they're built. Build them and then run them once they're built. That makes other countries dependent on them. But some highlights here, things he said, economic security is national security. Help is on the way. Help for the working class, the middle class. Under Trump, the lower economic classes moved up. The rich stayed rich, but they got rich at a smaller percentage. Under Biden in 2021, that last year of the pandemic, the rich got richer at a phenomenal rate. Under Trump, the first two years, 18 and 19, 17, 18, 19, three years, the working class, the poor class, the middle class moved up. Their share of the economic pie got bigger at a faster rate than the upper class. You understand what I'm saying? The rate of money made and gained by the lower classes grew faster than the money made and gained by the upper class. Okay? I don't know how much simpler I can make it. The poor got rich faster than the rich. So economic security is national security. Help is on the way for the working class, the forgotten people of America, and there's going to be a national greatness agenda. People are going to say, oh, that's racist, that's xenophobic or xylophonic or what the hell they call it, xenophobia. No, that every nation on this earth, every government puts their nation first except the current American government. So, National Greatness Agenda, that's going to be one of his key words, I guess, going forward. That, that's what every country does. It's not racism. And then he says, we're going to make America powerful again. We're going to make America wealthy again. We're going to make America strong again. We're going to make America proud again. We're going to make America safe again. We're going to make America glorious again. And finally, we're going to make America great again. I think it was a good speech. I think it was low on rhetoric. Uh, there wasn't any name calling. You know, his famous nicknames didn't do any of that. So I'm going to imagine Governor DeSantis will endorse Donald Trump in the morning. He may or may not have primary opponents. Uh, I don't know. I don't think that matters at this point. I'm sure some people will challenge him. Uh, John Kasuk would probably challenge him. But lastly but not leastly, in the, in the recent midterm elections, Trump endorsed candidates, won 219 races and lost 22. And he... 
Trump stressed, you've got to get behind Herschel Walker in Georgia. Marjorie Taylor Greene, when she was on talking about that, uh, she was saying that she, um, other U.S. senators, and even Governor Kemp of Georgia is going to get on board. Donald Trump is going to be in Georgia helping uh, Herschel Walker. Again, I never heard anything bad about Herschel Walker until he announced he was a Republican and ran for office. So anyways, but make America powerful, make America wealthy, make America strong, make America proud, make America safe, make America glorious, make America great again. Economic security is national security. Help is on the way for the working class, the lower class, the silent majority, the forgotten Americans, and make and national greatness agenda. That's the agenda of every nation on this earth except for the current administration in the United States of America. God bless you guys. Pray for one another. Love somebody today and be the reason somebody feels loved. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. I say that a hundred times because I mean it. And I'm out. Peace out, dog. I used to love listening to hip-hop and rap. I had a mullet. I'm from small town Ohio. And I like gangster rap. Shoot me if you want. I'm silly as a fool.